Sisters Talk Brothers is a spoiler-filled podcast about the TV show Supernatural. Music credit goes to Hans Adam and their song in the Creative Commons called Paint the Sky. Driver picks the music, Shotgun shuts his cake hole. On with the show. Hello, world. Hi, world. How's everyone doing? Hopefully good. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to get In the sued. neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Sorry. Less chance of being sued for that one. Yes. Thank you. Good recovery. <laughs> Today is also a very special day, Hannah. It is such a special day. The most special day. It's our mommy's birthday. And you know what we can sing now? Happy, Happy birthday, birthday day to you. Happy, Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy, it's really hard to sing over the phone. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear mommy. Happy birthday to you. Go us. Everybody should be applauding for that horrible job we did of trying to sync up. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So our mom listens somewhat irregularly, but when she does listen, she is muy, muy disappointed with how much we are just foul in the mouth regions. She says, clean out those nasty mouths. Mouths is Mouths. They so nasty. They so gross. Why you say that? I forget. I forget, too. This is just how everybody talks these days. If you were born between 80 and 2000, you just curse a lot. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. But I thought for Mommy's birthday, we could try. I don't think we've cursed yet. I I don't think I have. I mean, we've just said hello and happy birthday, so (laughs) (laughs) hopefully we're good. So, Mommy, we're going to try our best to not be curselicious up in here. This is going to be a clean episode, folks. We're going to be on our best behavior today. Uh Uh-huh. I'm still going to tag it explicit in case we mess up. (laughs) (laughs) So, Hannah. Yes, Kendall. I wanted to talk about something else today because you got me a lovely present for my birthday. Yes, I did. I got it from the Supernatural Convention because I thought of you as soon as I saw it. And why did you think of me as soon as you saw it? Jess! (laughs) Oh, my Jess! Yes, there was a, a stall at the Supernatural Convention where this lady was selling candles, and one of them was called Crash and Burn, and so I immediately thought of you and had to get it. Because Jess... Now, (laughs) that's my my Kindle impression. (laughs) You'll be hearing that a lot more this episode. (laughs) So, so the the kind of ironic thing about the Jess candle is that it does smell like campfire marshmallows. So if you could just (laughs) imagine the smell of dear sweet Jess burning on the ceiling, Mm -hmm. that's what it would smell like. And... It's a candle I burn every time I'm editing this podcast so that I can keep in mind that we should never, ever forget Jess. 
And and I do want to give a shout out to the people who make the candles because I've also gone back and bought a (laughs) re-up of my Jess candle because Jess. (laughs) And I also tried their Eau de Mousse. And yeah, it was inspired by Sam Winchester and it smelled like forest and book bindings and deliciousness. Lovely. Yes, Sam is a lovely scented person. Even if we do discover in this episode, he's a bit of an asshole sometimes, turns out. Sometimes. So anyways, this place is 42, so the number's 4 and 2, Nerdtastic Place. I don't know if it's 42nerdtastic.com or 42nerdtasticplace.com, but they make fantastic candles that crickle-crackle when you burn them. Yes. And they make other things, too, but right now I really only care about the candles because Jess! <laughs> I think I know the name of this pod, this episode. <laughs> Already. I have a feeling. Hannah. Yes, Kindle. I am so ready to spend a whole episode just missing Jess and not able to move on. And I'm not <laughs> ready to date again or love again. So can we please no talk about this episode? <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Come with us, listeners. It's season one, episode 19, Provenance. Yes! No recap? What game are you playing with us, Supernatural? And what game are you playing with my sister? Because she loves the recaps. <laughs> I feel like if I had a glove, I would be slapping them in the face with it. (laughs) Meet me at dawn. (laughs) You either do the recap or you fight me. (laughs) On guard, sir. On guard. (laughs) I will fight you for the honor of the recaps. Sure, they are ugly and pointless and time fillers and tell us shit we already... Oh, God, I already messed it up. And tell us stuff we already know. But I will fight for my right to recap. <laughs> Raise your sword arm, sir. Are, are you good? Are you I'm good? good. I'm, okay. I'm good. Okay. Yes! <laughs> we drop in on a couple in their home in New Paltz, New York. They don't tell us that, but lucky for you listeners, we sisters were on the case. Or Kindle was on the case. I don't do research. <laughs> You show up and act cute. I do. <laughs> and what's the nearest major city to New Paltz? Poughkeepsie. What do we make of that? Hmm. I did have to wonder this whole time. Poughkeepsie means things aren't what they seem, get out of town. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I mean, really their keyword should have been bender because that was a case where it was all about things not being what they seemed. But in this case, too, they thought they had the ghost and then it turns out they didn't have the ghost. Very true. Or maybe the very next day they left town, went to Poughkeepsie and some crazy things happened in Poughkeepsie. (laughs) (laughs) It is possible. Eh? We'll never know unless it's in the books. Somebody write that book. Oh, I want a new fanfic. I want a fanfic of the crazy stuff they got out to in Poughkeepsie right after Providence. Yes. Fans, I will read your work. You write she it, will. I will read it. She will. I might, yeah. but she will. <laughs> <laughs> the couple went drunk shopping at a charity auction 
as you do, bought mm -hmm. a portrait of a random family they are not related to to hang up in their living room. Just white people things. They giggle and get ready to bang. Donna goes up while Nick checks the alarms. <laughs> I just want to say, she's like, hurry up, I'll start without you. Yeah, I kind of wondered, like, is this <laughs> one of their kinks? Get drunk like, and hang a portrait. Like, oh, we just bought a nasty portrait, baby. I'm going to be upstairs starting without you. Because <laughs> all I can think about is this portrait. And you're going to walk in and catch me. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> the man in the portrait watches them go. Donna is all sexy with her candles and lingerie when the door opens. Ooh. Ooh. Dean comes upstairs and all the lights Dean. are out. Dan. <laughs> Sorry, <Nick>. I, did <laughs> I did the same thing when I was reading it to myself earlier. You just really want Dean and Donna to get it on. <laughs> Dean and Donna, I mean, come on. It's a perfect, I mean, come on. Her with her cute sheriff's outfits and their love of food together. <sighs> come on. Nick comes upstairs, and all the lights are out, and the bed is wet, and none of this bothers him, until he turns the lamp on and sees his wife covered in blood. He falls back in shock and screams with horror, no. presumably dying in the same fashion. So, I gave some thought into why he was so chill when he felt a wet bed and said, Hey, babe, you smell something? No! He said, Did you spill something? I thought he said you smell something. Uh-uh. What's wrong I thought, with your subtitles? I don't, I, I don't know. I've been noticing errors with them lately. Come on, Netflix. <laughs> but I took that to mean that they have a peeing kink. <laughs> oh, God, no. Yeah, yeah. Some people are into it. I'm going to start without you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wet the bed without you, baby. You're going to come in hot and ready, slip and slide. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> What's really funny is it grosses me out, too, but it's so much more fun. <laughs> this was a really good intro, though. It's it's even more creepy the more you watch it because you start to notice more things about the scene. You see like that you're coming from the ghost point of view up the stairs. You mm -hmm. notice the ghostly dude in the portrait, Daddy Darest, watching a little more. It's very creepy. Mm -hmm. I love it. So at the hopping bar or club, this place is hopping, hopping. That's not how the song goes. The club is Orban, Orban. Orban. <laughs> Dean is getting the digits of all honey's present. And Sam is being boring off to the side because only Sam would take newspapers to a noisy ass bar. Oh, also, we don't get a placement tag for this. They just made my job hard. <laughs> like, gee, thanks. Let me actually listen and watch the show to figure out that we're in New Paltz. Thanks, Supernatural. He calls Dean over because he wants to show him the latest case, which Dean isn't really thrilled about because he wants some vacation time. Shore leave. Shore he wants leave. some shore leave. Surely let me leave this job. Ugh, the military lingo in this family. <laughs> I really want a shore leave episode. Darn it. Yes. Like a real shore leave episode, like the beach thing we were talking about. Like a beach theme, and they get up to like hijinks and shenanigans at the beach, but nothing seriously terrible happens. It's a bunch of kooky misunderstandings and whoopsie doodles. <laughs> and I, I need, I need Dean to say whoopsie doodles. Are we sure he hasn't? I mean, I haven't seen a gif gif of it, so. I'm sure Anyways. he said whoops, but... Whoopsie. So, 
Dean really wants some shore leave. Because his dad was a Marine, and Marines are on boats, and boats have shore leave. Yep, it all Mm -hmm. tracks. Anyway, Sam, like Papa John, or with Papa John's help, has found a new case in a pattern of killings in New York. And Dean's all, sure, sure, we'll go tomorrow. But for now, Honey 1 has a friend named Honey 2, and I'm sure she'd love to do the sex to you. Like with the hip thrusting motions, the fist pumps. Yeah. And Sam's all, LOL, thanks for that, thanks, okay, bye. So next morning, Dean is sleeping off his drunken escapades, and Sam is being that cheerful butthole who is so unironically proud of the fact that they don't have a hangover due to their quote-unquote good choices. <sighs> so judgy. I like that Jensen heckles in the bloopers when Jared honks the horn and one of the bloopers. He goes, Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay. It would have been more funny if he had woken up and go, Since you've been gone! <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe for the first time! Yeah, yeah. And where was I? So Sam lets Dean know that they are in New York now, apparently, because they are at Nick and Donna's house, and the place is completely empty. But where could all the stuff have gone? It's a mystery. I only had two things I wanted to say about the scene. What mm-hmm. about you? Um, uh, Sam can get his own dates, and he doesn't because he doesn't want to. Because Jess... <laughs> Why are an eye like you care? I mean, that's... I don't know if that's a ploy of his to seem like he cares. Or if he's genuinely concerned about making sure that he gets people's names right. Mm. Which is a good thing. So, this is two episodes now, at least, where Dean is seriously concerned about Sam's sex life. Which, to me, sings, Wincest. I've never been Wincesty before, and I still don't want to see or whatever, but, but, Season one. I'm seeing why people were for that. Mm-hmm. I get it. I don't want it, but I get it. <laughs> it's here in my lap. I want it to go away, but it's here. It's that codependency, man. That toxic codependency. And can we just point out, can we just appreciate here for a moment that John is as weird as Sam? <laughs> And in this moment, Sam is proud of John. He's like, only our dad would have pieced this together. Mm-hmm. And you just have to imagine Papa John holed up in a library somewhere. Well, let's see. Who else got, <laughs> had their throats cut and the doors were locked? Man, there's only four cases. Must be a pattern. Like, how how many documents did you have to go through to find that out, John? A lot, I'm sure. The librarians must have hated him. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Or loved him. We don't. I don't know. Librarians. So weird. Love them. Strange creatures. Strange creatures of the night. The scene cuts over to a sliding shot of a row of really swanky cars before landing on a dirty and slightly busted Impala. Poor BB. Oh, I know. And next to all those pretty cars. Dean hasn't fixated yet. Mm-mm. He mm-hmm. hasn't had enough trauma for him to need something to put Fixate his energies on. into. Just give it a few episodes. Yeah. And 
We are at an auction house. Dean and Sam try to blend in, but their clothes and Dean's lack of social graces make them stand out to the owner. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. some champagne, please. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not a waiter. I... <laughs> I, I get his mistake, and he does recover, in my opinion, when the champagne comes around and he gives this snooty, finally. <laughs> That's a good cover. I thought that... Yeah. Way yeah. to go, Dean. You're lying on top of lying is actually working. They get some time to meander and land on a portrait when Sarah Blake enters the scene. She and Sam have nerdgasms together before Dean is introduced, and Sarah is about as impressed with Dean as Meg was. Dude, cover your mouth. Sam is about to ask after some paperwork when Mr. Owner, who is also Daddy, swoops in to kick Sarah's new boyfriend out. <laughs> Daddy, that was rude. Why did you tell my new boy to leave? Daddy, I wanted to play with him. Bring mm -mm. him back, Daddy. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> Two things? No. Mm -hmm. Three. Three things. Four things. All the things. <laughs> Dean calls people chuckles that he doesn't like. Oh. It'll, I'll, I'll bring it up continuously through the seasons. Well, it Sam, is a theme. It is a theme. Sam is flirting with his college education. What and... else is it good for? <laughs> it's not good for figuring out what sacred ground is. Rewatching this episode, I realized for the first time that now I know the difference between mini quiche and actual quiche. Hmm. Like, within this past year, I actually had quiche that was, like, full-sized. And I thought, I was like, man, that's a really big quiche. And then rewatching <laughs> this episode, Sarah was like, would you like some more mini quiche? And I was like, boom, mini quiche. I thought that was just quiche my whole life until, like, this last year. It doesn't matter. But I had a revelation, so I shared it. I'm proud of you. You've shown so much growth. Over the recording of this podcast. I have. You have. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. The only things I particularly noticed that I haven't already said yet is this is the second episode with CSI Sam. Well, I say it's more <laughs> Martin Brown than Shavana Watto. <laughs> Grandma Moses. Grandma Moses. Uh, yeah. So, Mr. Well, I say. Bango. Bingo. Bongo. I don't know what he actually says. Uh, and this is the second episode where we have Dean being mouth-shamed. Close that mouth, son. Stop <laughs> eating so much. So, at their new hotel, Dean is teasing Sam about his higher education. Oh, geez, you went to art class? What for? To meet ladies, duh. Because Sam does not go to bars to meet women. Sam goes online and finds rich older women to date. So, of course, of course. he needs that art education so he can be a good gigolo. Uh, We've already established this, Hannah. It's canon. It's canon. He's a male escort, Kindle. A male escort is the nice way to put it, but it was not what came to mind. Soulless Sam was a gigolo, okay? Okay, yeah. All right. I, yeah, fair. I see that. Sam, with the soul, is a high-class male escort who likes to talk about art and wine lists, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So they go into their room and, whoa, disco. They make a point of it this time because it matters not. Huh. Dean switches now from teasing about education to teasing about Sarah and how 
Sam should be able to get the providences out of her with a flutter of his eyelashes and a swing of his hips. Just swivel them around. Swivel, swivel, swivel. Swivel, swivel. And <laughs> swivel, swivel, swivel. Just all around. In, up in her face. Maybe in her arms a little bit. No. Get down to her knees and just no. swivel. Swivel. Swivel, swivel, swivel. <laughs> Through all this, Sam protests just enough to show, hey, I have moral obligations. I'm saying my piece, so you can't say that I didn't say my piece, but I'm definitely going to go on a date with her. So on their date at a swanky place, it starts out awkward, as most dates between two strangers do. And Sam is so flustered, he has forgotten what to do with a wine list. <laughs> He's like, uh, red, red sauce for the mouth. How do you not mouth. know wines? Jess probably knew wines. Hell, I know a little bit about yeah, wines. Yeah, you just look at the price <laughs> tags and find the one you want to pay for and then <laughs> slide over and find the name of it. Easy. But no, they definitely had wine on their yacht. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. He was best friends with a pair of siblings whose parents summer in Paris. Yeah. Come on. Anyways. So, he's all befuddled at what is this red liquid you splash in your face. <laughs> And Sarah saves the day by suggesting they drink something a little more blue-collar. And this switch somehow puts Mr. Kale, am I right, at ease. <laughs> we fast-forward through their conversation. She went to school for art, but it's she was terrible at it, so she went to Daddy's business. Mom died a years ago, and she's recovering. Also, Sam, you're okay to look at. Thanks for asking. And throughout all of this, Sam is giving her nothing. Sam gets the sob stories, but he doesn't share them. Because Jess. Jess. I actually think he's using her more by not sharing anything back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's the same as it was in Hookman. He didn't want to use Jess for a case. Mm -hmm. He wanted it to be a genuine moment. But this whole conversation, there was no discussion of the case. It was... A genuine conversation. He should have confided. A little bit. But anyways, none of this deterred Sarah at all because she still takes him back to her place and just gives him the provenances. Wink, wink. You know what I mean. She gave no, him those no, provenances. We don't, know. we don't know what you mean. <laughs> she gave him provenances all over his body. Ew, ew, ew. One, who picked this place? Did Sam pick it? Did she pick it? Did Dean pick it? Why are <laughs> it they does there? Have a, hold on, it does have a western theme on the walls. Dean could have picked this place. Because <laughs> he was the one pushing him to ask her out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would, mm, I would say that Sarah picked the place because they are just traveling through town. And according to Sarah, Sam was barely able to get the words, would you like to go to dinner out? So Sarah chose this place. Sarah is also slightly into westerns, which means she would be a great sister-in-law for Dean. She would? Why do we never see more fanfic with Sarah as... I mean, no, Jess. Absolutely Jess. Jess! Jess! But why don't we ever see more in can like, inverse? And we'll start from Provenance, and Sam and Sarah are a couple. Yeah, she would have been great to have around. <sighs> Mourn the things we never had. Strong women. Strong women, <laughs> So, Dean is surprised that using the magic words, pretty please, works. Mm -hmm. But he's happy with the results. 
Reading through the paperwork, Sam finds that it was a portrait that is the cause for their troubles. Family bought the painting in ancient times, died. Family bought the painting in medieval times, died. Family bought the painting in the industrial times, died, etc., etc. So since the boys now know what to do, it's time to name that monster! a haunted painting yay 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 i could have done ghosts but this seemed more fun end up being hard so this episode didn't seem to draw from any specific painting for its inspiration but there are plenty enough to go around i chose just two to talk about today and none of the stories i read into explained how or why the objects became possessed and or haunted but we can assume based off of what we learned so far, that the subjects of the paintings must have died gruesomely while in proximity. Yeah. Yeah. That's all That's all I can think. It's the only logical explanation. The only one? From my very brief research, these are the two most famous ones I know about. The lesser famous of the two I'll speak out today is the crying boy. Because <laughs> he misses Jess, too. He does. So The Crying Boy is actually a series of paintings by Bragolin, an artist who has many, many, many names, apparently, but we'll just use Bragolin. Bragolin. Though one time. <laughs> the painting paintings are simply of a small boy looking out of the painting while pouting with tears on their face. Boo-hoo. It went into print in the 1950s and sold a bunch. Like, everybody had one. Happy haunting, boys. Well, around 1985, according to a tabloid, a bunch of fires started happening around England, and one firefighter in Essex was like, jeez, hold on, jeez, how come all these houses had the same unburnt paintings? Good yep. On, good on you, mate. That's, no, that's wrong. <laughs> that's Australian. <laughs> so, yeah, all these burnt up houses had crying boy paintings in them, unburnt, untouched. So, everyone is like, no, no, all our stuff is haunted, let's, I don't want to die in a fire, get rid of it, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone started creating bonfires with these pictures in them, which doesn't make sense, because supposedly they shouldn't burn, but then they did burn the bonfires, but whatever. Everyone gives themselves a big old pat on the back for their fantastic job at unhaunting the place, and they move on with their lives. Fast forward 20-odd mm, years later, and there's a guy with a radio show in the UK, or just Britain. I don't know. I'm not sure how BBC Radio works. <laughs> this guy decides with his radio show that he's going to investigate. And according to him, the prince was sold with a varnish. Sorry, probably can't understand me with that. According to him, the prints were sold with a varnish on them. Varnish. Varnish. That was flame retardant. Flame retardant. So that's why they were able to survive until the flame, until the flame fighters. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> they were able to survive until the firefighters got there. Or were they? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so the other haunted painting is top of the list. Everybody knows about this one. It's called The Hands Resist Him. 
aka the haunted ebay painting so you have to know how early on in internet culture that this story is from if its generic name is you know that painting on ebay whom is haunted i'm sure that ebay is now lousy with haunted paintings if their penchant for carrying haunted dolls mean anything yeah, yeah. But anyways yeah so what does this picture look like it's a picture of a small boy and a life-sized girl doll like same height as him ish standing in front of a window pane door and he's staring straight forward while she holds like a disconnected battery bomb looking thing and faces off the side and she has no eyeballs because she's a doll and behind them pressing through the glass panes of the door are a bunch of disembodied hands super creepy right i think i've seen that knowing you probably now, the artist, Bill Stoneham, 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 <laughs> probably should look at how to say these names before we record, he painted it in 1972, and he's been approached since its popularity, and he has meaning for everything in the picture, and he doesn't believe it's actually haunted. He's like, well, I painted the hands to represent this, and I painted the haunted doll to represent this. I didn't want to be haunted, I wanted to be meaningful, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Artist, Jibber Jabber. It went to a gallery in the 70s, it got a good review, and was bought. End of story. Although it is said that even he has admitted that the gallery owner, the art critic, and the purchaser did all die within 10 years. Hmm. Mm. That's a very weird crossroad deal, I might say. Yeah. I'll make a deal where other people can die so I can have a famous painting. (laughs) So all this hubbub started when in the year 2000, a couple advertised it on eBay with all these claims how it was so haunted, how the kids would walk out of the frame, in fact, how the girl was threatening the boy with this weapon she held, and how they even set up motion detector cameras to try and catch the painting in motion, and it worked. Yeah, no. They claim that people got sick just looking at the painting. One YouTuber, I think, that I was watching a video about this on, said that it's been reported that people who even tried to print the picture weren't able to print it, even though they could print everything else just fine. Hmm. No, I say check the file. Maybe it's corrupted or something. Corrupted with evil. (laughs) The haunting corrupted the... numbers (laughs) the binary i know computers for sure (laughs) totally Mm -hmm. so naturally this painting on ebay in 2000 sold for over a thousand dollars and there haven't been any reports since then that i could find except one website that claimed an art gallery has bought it and has locked it up like the ark at the end of raiders (laughs) so what i learned from these two stories is that if you need to battle a haunted painting This research and Supernatural both prove either burning the painting and everything related to it, or you can lock it away so deep that no one ever finds it. And thus concludes, name Name that that flippity-flop monster. They hop the fence to the auction house. Sam gets the alarm while Dean picks the lock. Super intense music plays as they frantically search for the thing they saw just earlier today, or maybe yesterday. Mm. They spot it, cut it down, and burn it. Case closed. But wait! (gasps) Dean! There's more? (laughs) I thought we were done! What a short episode! (laughs) Dean, the clumsy oaf, dropped his wallet. They have to rush back the next morning to find it, and who should they run into? 
Sarah Blake, whom seems to think last night was a great date. <laughs> Dean I mean, it wasn't bad. Anyway, Dean finds his wallet and skedaddles, leaving Sam to make awkward excuses about why he won't date ever. Yes. Yes. Just then, the painting is brought around the corner, and Sam is flabbergasted and incoherent. He makes more excuses, and no, now he's not leaving town. And yes, I desperately, so desperately want that painting. See you soon. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> and she plays the awkwardness so well. Oh, like, similar to uh, a flight attendant we know and love. <laughs> Just that, okay? All right. Why are you so awkward? Overacting. I thought she did great here. She did. She, she did. Uh, and Dean, Dean can be a really good liar. Like, the way he convinced Sam that he really was missing his wallet. And then, <gasps> nope, here you go. Oh, Hannah, he fooled me too. <laughs> yeah I thought he really had lost his wallet no cause then he was like here's that $20 I owe you I thought he found it that was his way of telling Sam oh it's all good now I found my wallet oh no no he had it the whole time um, listeners write in and tell us what you think do you think Dean had it the whole time or do you think he legitimately lost his wallet he had it the whole time I swear to I God I think he actually lost it that's that's Stupid smirk on his face. He had it. He had it the whole time. Mm. We'll let the voters decide. So, I did have a question about the scene. Tell me. John Winchester, Papa John. Mm? We have been told canonically, and perhaps hyperbolically, that he does not even know how to work a toaster. <laughs> yes. Your man can't even work a toaster. Now, who taught Sam and Dean how to break into places? John. So, who taught Sam and Dean how to hack into up-to-date security systems? John. But he can't work a toaster. Maybe not a skill he's invested in learning. Maybe so. Or, alternatively, they found hacker night classes. <laughs> and he made his kids attend uh, community college. <laughs> I mean, I, I, would, I would hazard the theory that they have gotten better at hacking, or at... Breaking and enters. I just, we see the scene where they learn to hack into cameras and the CIA and they already got the FBI on lock, whatever. Mm -hmm. Where is the scene where they learn to break into alarm systems? Who did they learn that from? Did Pastor Jim teach them that? Maybe. Or Caleb. Caleb? <laughs> the only or people we know about thus far. Yeah, they're the only ones who exist yet. Maybe Missouri taught them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totes, totes, makes sense. So, with Sam all flabbergasted and a Twitter-pated, <laughs> we now know that salting and burning the picture didn't work, so, hmm, there must be something more to this. And you know what that means. Library! Library! Let's go to the library. Let's look at some books. No. Well, here's so many good stories all cuddled up in nooks. Yeah. Yeah. And this time... I'd like time, to spend my vacation at the library. <laughs> Which is not what Dean said. No. <laughs> so this 
excursion to the library now comes accompanied with a librarian Yay. who is so happy to be included in on this research. He's so he's, happy. He's like, I want to talk murder with you. And he even cracks a murder joke and Dean is all for it. Oh man, Isaiah, he gave them all a shake. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, the boys are only interested in the part of the story that includes pictures, like so many toddlers. Mm -hmm. They learned that the family were all killed with razor blades, as Daddy Dearest was a barber, probably because Mommy was going to leave him and he didn't like that. And Sam notices something is up with the picture in the book and asks for a copy. Meanwhile, back at the auction house, Daddy is selling Sarah's boyfriend's favorite picture, and she doesn't like that. <laughs> Daddy, you promised you wouldn't sell my boyfriend's favorite picture! Daddy? Daddy? For that kind of money, I can afford to ship the paintings sideways. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know, why didn't they, immediately after being this librarian, be like, Ah, so we've got the name of the family, let's go to the county records, find out where they're buried, and we'll just burn them all! Yeah. Case closed! Done! No. Here no. is he. I mean, is there some moral block for... Just burning all of them? Should you only murder the one ghost? <laughs> I mean, fair point. I'm just saying. But just they still saying. think the painting itself is is the thing. <sighs> but it's more like so. in connection with... Anyway. The boys yeah. have a bit of a dead end at the moment. Sam insists the painting looks different in the book than in real life. Who are these people? Where could they be? Where do they go from here? The only way to know is by looking at the painting again. Absolutely no way county records or libraries would be of any use at this point. No, no help. Nope. Dean uses this to push Sam to call Sarah again. They have a bit of a feelings talk about Jess. Jess! Jess! And why Sam doesn't want to date yet, since, you know, it's been almost a year now. Geez, such a long time. He's keeping things from Dean yet again, because he said it's not just about... Yes. Yeah, and then they share this look, and I feel like I should know what that look is saying, but I don't. <laughs> what are they saying with that look? Brother, you lied. Yeah, I. what is the main point of it for Sam? Because he feels like everyone around him dies. Oh, okay. Fair. Which Fair. he does I mean, tell to Sarah later, but... Uh, I really didn't like Dean's pushiness about sex and i i kind of get it that for him that's an escape from his feelings yes dean has already shown growth in his character and dean in the future will be cranky all the time ish after his trauma and he does try and fix that with meaningless hookups mm -hmm. and i don't think that will ever really work for sam unless he's soulless because he is like the sex with emotions type and I do like that Dean caveats with, I don't know what it's like to lose someone like that. Yes, yes. I love that he addressed that. Yeah, it's shown that he's really grown in character. But he, much like Sam, still kind of thinks, oh, what works for me must work for others. Mm -hmm. When I find, when I feel cranky, I go find a chick to bang. Sam's all moody and upset. He needs to get some more sex. And like, I'm oversimplifying, obviously, but I, I wonder if the writers don't often see it that way. Right. Like Dean is a man of simple needs. Sam is a man of complex needs, which would relate back to their trauma. 
because Dean's childhood trauma was a neglect of basic needs, whereas Sam's childhood trauma was a neglect of existential needs. Yes. So, they have a pretty good talk, I guess. Made me think. Okay, we can go down there. After this chick flick moment, Sam does call Sarah, only to find his favorite painting was sold. Oh no! He demands Sarah give him the address. And she's already fallen for his puppy dog eyes, so of course she just gives him the address. You can't just give your addresses away, Sarah! That's an evasion of privacy! We cut over to a woman who looks like she was a judge at some point in her life, enjoying a drink and a book by the fireplace, above which is hanging her new portrait. Close-ups and shadowy movements and razor blades reflected in glasses leading to the woman screaming. This all lets us know she's dead. I really thought she was going to survive this. I couldn't re- remember how this section of the story went, and I was like, oh, they're going to get there in time to save her. Yay, I like her. Oh no, she's dead. <laughs> when, I put, when, when she put down her glasses, my first thought was, she won't see him coming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good one, good one. To make sure they're not up to funny business, Sari... Sari? God, that's someone else! That's from so many episodes ago. That's episode nine. So many ago. To make sure they're not up to funny business, Sarah meets them there. The boys break in with ease, and Sarah is just not down with this yet. But her concern over the woman wins out. They head inside find the woman still sitting in her living room, and when jostled, her head falls back, revealing she is in fact dead. Sarah is sad. Sad Sarah. Sad Sarah. So sad. And she's got a good set of lungs on her. Uh, She's a very decent screamer. Yeah. She can give lessons to that girl in the upcoming episode where they're filming a horror movie. Yes. All it takes is some authentic inspiration. I'm glad Sarah came along, though, like, that she didn't just give the address. She was like, okay, you can have the address, but I'm gonna see what you're up to. Yeah, that would be more of a Charlie from Bloody Mary thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just go into this stranger's house (laughs) while their mom's down there in mourning. NBD. Yeah. I do have to wonder, what is it with all these people in this episode and... Putting up portraits and paintings immediately. That's a good point. That painting I bought from the auction that looks like it should be up at a dentist office. (laughs) It took me like a week to hang that up. Yeah, it takes time. It was actually in my trunk for a couple of days. (laughs) Isn't there a transition period when you have bought something... Expensive. decorating? Or expensive, or you just want to savor it for a moment. How time I get Amazon packages, and it will just stay in the wrapping for a day or so, until I actually have a plan for it. Yeah. Yeah. She would still be alive. Her and the Telescos both, they just left it in the box. <laughs> Give it a day. <laughs> and then, when you see it burn through... Again, let's talk Raiders of the Ark style. When it starts burning through the Raiders of the Ark style, you know, oh, this is bad juju. (laughs) I'm sending this back. There's a little girl in there who likes to cut people. I'm not doing that. (laughs) So the next day, Sarah busts up in the boys' motel room, ready to boogie down, wanting to know what the frickety frack is going on because woman is dead and police are lied to and what? What? So, what? Sam, 
Yeah. What? What? <laughs> who's on first? No, who's on second? It's not who. It's what. So Sam gives her the whole truth and, and nothing, nothing but, but the truth about people. Wow, wow. Put that truth all up in her. Ew. With, <laughs> with the evidence of the deaths that have been following this painting around. So she, she wants to go with them, still not totally sold. Sam doesn't want the girls to play, but Sarah says, You butt face. If this is supernatural, it's my fault too. And walks out the door, and Dean is already pulling up the wedding registry at Target and is pulling up like card shops online. All right, is this design great for your wedding cards? I think it's personally great. Are you guys thinking of spring, summer, fall? Yes. You guys are fall. All right. Oh, Sam's shirt was ridiculous. I didn't even pay attention to his shirt. Oh, it was it was ridiculous. I I I almost would have rathered the purple greyhound shirt that Jess bought for oh, him. Which I learned recently. That's a whippet. It's not a greyhound. Huh. It's a whippet. Whip it real. <laughs> Whip good. it real good. <laughs> God, we're idiots. Yep, we're just idiots. Just a couple of dumbos talking about dumbos. Such dumbos. Talking about magical dumbos. He can fly, he can fly, he can fly. <laughs> Alright, sorry, I'm scrubbing through the video to see if I can see Sam's dumb shirt. You, you notice he did pull out the insurance tuxedo suit for his date with Sarah. I almost had his date with Jess. <gasps> Jess! But yes, I did <laughs> notice he was trying to be dapper in their date. On their oh, date. dapper. It's a dapper Dan man. He's a goddamn paraphernalia. It's bona fide. He's a suitor. Hey, you just cursed. Hey, Mom loves that movie. <laughs> okay, so we can only curse if it's quotes from her favorite movies. Gotcha. <laughs> so what was that movie with the the bullfighter? <laughs> the Matador. The Matador. <laughs> we'll just quote from that movie. <laughs> Mother of the Year Award. All right, what do you mean your shirt is dumb? It's just like... A brown, stripy, plain shirt. No, he's wearing that striped button-up shirt, and underneath it is a t-shirt. He just looks uh -huh. ridiculous. Yeah, they, they they haven't upped their fashion game just yet. No. I wonder how much of that is... He's still wearing that Carhartt jacket. <laughs> I wonder how much of it is the show department's like, we have this much clothing to work with. Make it work. And then, you know, 12 years down the line... <laughs> They have way more clothes to work with. They get to have fun with it. Their trunk is just full of plaid. It's overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> There's one case that they go fight a rougarou, and <laughs> Dean's like, Sam, I'm coming to get you! And he tries to open the trunk, and he's like, just shovel <laughs> all the plaid. <laughs> just, he gets knocked over by the avalanche. He's like, I'm coming, Sam! Let me dig myself out! Uh, I can't lift the lid! That's too much plaid! <laughs> He starts swimming in plaid. He's like drowning in plaid. You gotta get the rougarou, Sam. Get the rougarou. He just comes running over. He's like, while he's running, he's making a long rope of tying all these plaid shirts together. He's yeah. like, I've got a rope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rope him, Sam. I gotcha. Find the rougarou. Uh, so, back at the woman's house, they break in to investigate, and I. 
love the wry smile Sarah gives Dean when he says, what's another infraction, you know? Yeah. She's like, okay, yeah, good point. They notice that the man's head and the razor blade's positions have changed. They also see a painting in the painting of a mausoleum with the family name on it. So now they're putting the pieces together. Oh, these were real, real people. (laughs) With real bones, we can really burn. Nice. And I freaking, I love that Sarah was like, well, aren't we worried that it's going to attack us right now? And Sam Mm -hmm. was like, seems to only do its thing at night. And I'm like, seems, seems, Sam, Mm -hmm. really? Yep. You with your assumptions. <laughs> so, Sarah, I don't know if you know, hair flick. I, uh, I went to college, and something I learned in college is all things in the world are usually either nocturnal or diurnal. I mean, I don't know if you've heard that before. And this ghost seems to operate on a purely nocturnal basis. So if I were to make a guesstimation... I would say we diurnal creatures are pretty safe from this nocturnal spirits. You feel me? <laughs> and she's just in awe of his knowledge. Uh-huh. Oh, she's just so horny for that knowledge. Can you stop that. I'll tell your face to stop it and I'll stop. My face won't listen. <laughs> well, then neither will I. My so, face can't quit. <laughs> So we're going to go find a family graveyard. Yippee. On foot. Hoorah. All around town. Yay. I do like that they mentioned that it was their third cemetery. (laughs) This is why they have records. (laughs) They use it five minutes later, so why can't they use it now? (sighs) Because they need to eat up time. I know. They finally get there, and they find toys behind glass plates and four urns. One for Mommy and three for the babies. But where is Daddy Dearest? For that, they will go look at county records. <laughs> so over all this time, Sam has been kind of disparaging the life he leads. There's no money in this gig, so it's not really a gig. And there's lots of lying and blah, 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 blah. So while they're waiting on Dean, Sarah's like, well, tell me more about you. But more specifically, tell me, are we going to bone? Because I want to bone. And you're not saying anything about boning. Can I bring boning into the conversation? That's not what she said. That's not what she said. I'm pretty sure she said the word bone like five times. No, no. She said, is this going anywhere or or am I crazy? Nope. She definitely said, are we going to bone? Because you have a bone and I want the bone. Stop that. (laughs) <laughs> so Sam gives his like whole ash a- ash <laughs> ash ash um Sam gives his whole booty face spiel <laughs> about everyone I love dies and Sarah is all yeah no duh that's kind of how life works don't make my choices for me this is just an excuse if you don't want to bone me just say so he fails to mention that it was a monster that did it. Like, he just says that they died. Yeah, that would be a good thing to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, any woman I love just has a heart attack. And at that point, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you're right. That's that's pretty much a curse. Because she's like, yeah, my mom died, and that's painful. Why can't I date you? Because monsters will rip you apart limb from limb. 
But I do like, I like both of their points because I've been in his position before. Like, you think it's better for other people if they stay away from you. I understand feeling like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, really, her speech is as much for him as it is for me in that, yes, you should open up and, and let people decide for themselves whether or not mm-hmm. this is what they want. Instead uh-huh. of deciding for them, you don't want this. Mm-hmm. I do think in this instance, and based off other episodes, Sam legitimately doesn't want to date her right now in any capacity for any reason. He's Mm-mm. just not ready, but he's using the whole everyone dies excuse as a way to kind of let her down gently. And she's like, I'm not buying that. If you don't want to bone, just say so. So, just as Sam is actually saying so, Dean groundhogs his way into the scene. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like he pops his head up like a groundhog? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought of Groundhog Day, the movie, and I was like, <laughs> in what way? How is it like that movie? Would it be better if I said he meerkats his way into the conversation? Yes, I would have understood that reference. But Dean is more of a groundhog. He is more of a groundhog. He's sturdy. He's a sturdy boy. Cats is a meerkat. (laughs) (laughs) Curious? What's over here? What's over here? What's over here? You have a guinea pig? (laughs) Sam's a guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so Dean has found the records where Daddy Dearest, thought to be a murderer, was buried elsewhere. So they need to go a-diggin'. Biddy-yum-bum-bum-diggin'. Oh, by the way, what does Sarah wish for, do you think? Does she wish, I wish this boy would just bone me? Mm, She'd like to see more of him. She'd like to get to know him more. She likes him and would like to see if that could go anywhere. Or, alternatively, she wished, man, I wish I were good at art. (laughs) (laughs) I like that in the mausoleum. Dean was like, does any of this feel weird to you? And she was like, Where do I start? And Sam, like, (laughs) smirked. Sarah is definitely a stand-in for the audience. She's like, this is not okay. That's weird. Creepiest thing I've seen all day. (laughs) (laughs) Let me count the ways this room is creepy and weird. They go dig the grave with ease and light that dude up. Having learned a thing or two from the last time they thought the job was done, everyone heads back to Woman's House to get a good look at the painting. Dean hangs outside to give the lovebirds a chance to neck next to the fireplace. He like even he even puts on mood music for them. And <laughs> I love that when Sam was digging the grave, he was like, still think I'm a catch. Yeah, I did think the this isn't the first grave we dug is exactly what a serial killer would say. Right? And she's actually looking a little freaked out at the moment. God. <laughs> How do I know you've only been digging up corpses, which is already weird and illegal? Yeah. Once inside, the lovebirds are confused because now the little girl is gone from the painting. Oh no, it wasn't Daddy oh Dearest. No. It was the murder child all along. They hear giggles. <laughs> they hear giggles and the front door slams shut, alerting Dean. Sam decides to skip the recap and just look for salt and iron. Sarah <laughs> and Sam tear the place apart, low-sodium freaks, but end up backed against the fireplace. In this moment, Sam discovers the magic of fireplaces and saves them, at least momentarily, from the ghost. Man, a fire pokle will always be my first thought because of this episode. A fire pokle? Yeah, a fire poker. 
Fireplace fire poker. thought you said fire pokal. <laughs> <laughs> I may have. I may have. Yeah, he was having them tear apart chairs looking for any bit of iron. <laughs> it could be in the seats. Like, I mean, maybe. Oh, maybe. But after so many seasons of watching this, I was wondering, why aren't you going for the fireplace? Sam, go for the fire... Go for the oh, fireplace. Oh, wait, this is, this is season one. Go right. for the fireplace. Also, don't we learn in the future that table salt doesn't work against demons? It has to be pure rock salt? So even low-sodium freaks probably wouldn't have rock salt lying around in summertime. I'm just... He has such high expectations for natural people. Uh, it's... (laughs) Back on the phone with Dean, they're trying to figure out how to ghost this baby ghost. Sarah has ideas, but Sam ignores her because she's new to the supernatural business, so what could she possibly know? <sighs> Sam was a dick about the doll comment. Oh Just straight my god. Up. Like, well, that's really interesting, but is that important right now? Oh my god. Luckily for them. He's an asshole. Oh, sorry, he's a, he's a butt face. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> sorry, Mom. Luckily for them, though... Sarah demands to be heard and tells them that the girl's doll probably, probably has Ghosty's hair. After a solid minute, the boys remember where they saw the, saw the doll, and Dean races off to the mausoleum. Freaking, ah, he goes to pick the lock, but, I mean, just how many episodes ago was it, Kindle, because math is hard, that Dean used an axe to chop down somebody's front door? In that was in home. home, episode 9, so 10 episodes ago. Ten episodes ago, he had an axe. What happened to it? Uh, it got lost in all the plaid. <laughs> yeah, he, it, he knew it would be too impossible to find on the fly. What I loved in this moment was they know they need to look for the doll. They're like, oh, yeah, doll. Where is the doll? <laughs> Mausoleum! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love them. Gotta love them sweet boys. I wonder how far the mausoleum was from the house, because, like, their short little fight scene with the ghost between, and then Sam can, it doesn't matter. (sighs) (laughs) The ghostie has fun with her new toys, swinging them around the room, throwing pianos on top of them, threatening them with her razor, and she has Sarah cornered in the mullet. In the mausoleum, in the mausoleum, in the mausoleum, Dean struggles to break the glass before remembering there's more than one way to use a gun. He gets the doll, lights it up, and lets it burn, just in time to save, well, both Sam and Sarah, since Sam escaped in just enough time to cover Sarah. He, like, tackles her. Everyone mm-hmm. breathes a sigh of relief. <laughs> Next day, she goes to the doctor, you have a concussion. Did you hit your head? Well, a guy did tackle me yesterday. What? Dean struggling with the lighter. It just made me think of that episode later on. It was like, how could Dean always light it on the first try? <laughs> Which, no. No. I did notice he used the matchbook quite a bit this episode. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta use it in matchbooks. Matchbooks. So, I had two questions. Ask away. Or maybe just one question. All right. No, two questions. I questions. have answers. Question one. How come baby ghosts are just as strong as adult ghosts? Why are all these ghost babies so Terminator strong? Because it's not how old you are when you die, it's how long you've been dead. (laughs) 
It's not the size of your bark, it's the bark in your bite. <laughs> and your other question? <sighs> so, okay, addendum to that question. Not my second question, but addendum. All right. Would this ghosty who has been dead since the 1800s be stronger than baby ghost hands in the lake? Yes. Interesting. So he could blow up a rowboat. She could blow up a yacht. Oh, yeah. So she would have had no trouble hauling people underwater in bathtubs. She'd have done it better. She would have done it better. She'd have gotten away with it, too, if... it <laughs> <laughs> for those pesky art amateurs. <laughs> art enthusiasts coming through and saying, Oh, this is more art nouveau. <laughs> you are so passe with that doll. Speaking of the doll... Why doesn't... This has always bothered me. Always. Mm -hmm. They're so insistent. You gotta salt and burn. Salt and burn. But sometimes they don't salt. He didn't salt the doll. The doll was saltless. That was a doll with no issues. Not salty. Still burned. Still worked. I have an answer for you. Okay. It's supernatural. <laughs> if I could curse, I'd be cursing at you right now. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you too. And we love you, Mom. Love you, Mom. Enjoy your birthday mostly curse-free episode, except for the curse where Sam kills every woman he sleeps with. And your eldest daughter being gross. That's not a curse. That's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why so she gets just... the extra cookie. <laughs> I'm just thinking of her poor mother listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? It's all a joke, Mom. It's okay. Mom's the one who made the joke about her moneymaker to you. Ugh. Stop <laughs> it. I can't uh, believe I'm related to the both of you. Yes, I can. I'm awful. Yeah. I'm yeah. horrible. You're, you're just not awful on podcast. <laughs> you're like, people True. are listening. True. I'm, I'm so much more reserved. <laughs> people think you're the chill one in this relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the crazy one. Uh, <laughs> I say as I rub my hands together evilly. Oh, you hurt me. <laughs> okay, for every time you rub together your hands, I say dirty jokes. Oh man. <laughs> Fair. So at the auction house, Sarah has the movers pack up the painting so that they can then take it outside and burn it. <laughs> Just imagine the guy saying, oh, come on, lady. Why did you have us package it up and hammer and shut up? You just wanted us to burn it. Come on, man. Oh. That's how they talk. That's totally how they talk. <laughs> Get your papes. Get your papes for a nickel. That's the best New Yorker accent I can do. Kind of Boston, too. I don't know. <laughs> I've only lived in Long Island for a year. Get a your papes. Get your papes for a nickel. <laughs> So, <clears throat> Dean excuses himself a little grumpily because he wants to get the girl, even if he doesn't want the girl, so that Sam and Sarah can say their goodbyes with lots of fluttering eyelashes and <laughs> and dewy lips <laughs> and leaning in close and say, oh, it could have been great. Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't, I don't give a damn. I can say that when it's a movie quote, Mom. And she loves that movie. <laughs> she loves that movie. She was named for that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
they do their false promises and all their woulda, coulda, shoulda for Sam walks away. And Sarah stands dramatically and wistfully by the door when there's a knock. And who could it be? But it's Sam, come to get one last smoochie in before he leaves. And Dean is creepily proud of him. He watches for way too long. I'm sorry, but Dean's that's my boy smirk. I can't. I can't. Ugh. 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 I love you. I don't want to see you kiss anybody longer than a peck. Uh-uh. I don't want to see you either. Oh, so this is the episode. Also in this scene, Dean comes back and he's like, so it turns out that that little girl, she was adopted and she came from a family that had all been murdered except for her. Huh, I guess it was her all along and we just didn't do our ding dangity research. Yeah, no, they 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 didn't do so hot on the research this time. <laughs> We're only 19-ish cases in. <sighs> Gotta stay calm. Lower expectations. <laughs> Not every episode can be hook, man. I know. <laughs> themes. Themes. I have so many themes. So many themes. I have more themes than I've ever had in my life. Then you probably have more than me. Okay, let's do it. Let's go over the themes. Newspaper case. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. They find, I feel like these are going to die out at a certain point, so I really want to enjoy them while they last. Yeah, yeah. Because after a certain point, you don't see them with actual newspapers anymore. No, it's just internet. I'm looking back at season 14 and no newspapers. Mm -mm. Uh, Days of old. I never really read newspapers, but uh, days of old. And aside from Sam wearing uh, the FBI suit to his date, no costumes. No costumes. I really like costume episodes. Me too. My, I guess, first scene, since you took newspaper case, is Chuckles. Me too. Chucka, chucka, chuckles. I had chuckles. I had never really, I think you told me that before, though, because it did ring true when you said it. Probably because I've been talking about Supernatural for years. Before we even started a podcast. Honestly, listeners, this is a way for me to get all of the supernatural out. (laughs) So that on on non-podcasting time, we can talk about regular things. (laughs) All right, what's your next theme? Dean pushing Sam to hook up. Yeah, I have that as Sam needs sex, which I I really do think that continues on through the years. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm even thinking on that uh, Virgin Again episode Yeah, that Sam gets teased. He's always teased about his singlehood, even though Dean is just as single as the rest of them, even though he is a daddy. (laughs) My theme was Party Dean. He just likes to go drink and have fun and dance with ladies. He was having a great time. There was three beers there, and I don't think Sam was drinking one. He might have been sipping one, and the rest were probably just abandoned, and... (laughs) He's like, I look like a lush, but maybe if I look like a lush, people won't think of me as such a nerd for being surrounded by all these newspapers. <laughs> now, we're going to see lots of Party Dean. I think Ultimate Party Dean is Demon Dean. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's definitely that in there. Love me some Demon Dean. That's the one thing I find in later seasons is very irritating for me. Every thing they introduce lasts for such a short time. 
I would have loved Demon Dean to be a whole season. Yes, I wanted a whole season of Demon Dean, too. And they gave us, like, three episodes. Mm -hmm. There's fic out there. I'm pretty sure Soulless Sam lasted at least half a season. At least. I had military lingo, shore leave. Very good. Not specific, like, specifically shore leave for this episode, but military lingo is an ongoing thing. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. That's an order. Dean and Gluttony. Oh. He just wants to nom, 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 nom. Oh, I had uh, Dean eating. Yeah, same thing. I think it transforms into Gluttony because he has that fixation due to abuse. Mm-hmm. But it still is kind of gluttonous. Although when they come in with the Gluttony in the apocalypse, he wants nothing because he has a hole inside of him because of episodes that are coming. <laughs> Dad's journal. Yep, I had Dad's journal. Journal case. So helpful. Yes. Motel rooms. This might be the only time they specifically point out the decor Mm-mm. of the room. No, it's not. It, it happens a lot. Okay. The most recent in my memory would be 13 or 14, which I am cut up on now. Thank you. Yeah. I can finally talk Supernatural with you. <laughs> but the Western motel is most prominent in my memory okay yes very fair so this is the first time we have an ostentatiously to the point of being pointed out decorated hotel room they were so cute when they were both like huh yeah i did wonder is this because it's nearing the end of the season and the set makers were like well we've already built this and we've already built that we've got all this money left over let's do a disco room (laughs) Just, just because. I had no relevancy to the plot whatsoever. Mm-mm. Okay, your thing. Keeping secrets. And it wasn't even that major, but Sam telling Sarah that it was because people around him die, but not telling Dean and being like, it's more than just Jess. It's the fact that I feel cursed. Maybe Dean thought it was because Sam has superpowers. <laughs> and Sam is worried that the next person he sleeps with, he'll have visions about them dying. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if this should be a theme, or if it's, you know, just a given for each episode, like air and flannel impalas. Should breaking and entering be a theme? Um, yes. I don't have it, but yes. We we specifically see them pull out the lockpick set twice, at least, this episode? I don't know. I feel like the lockpick is a... It's a thing. We see it in the pilots. It gets mentioned in fic, so yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we'll just say lock. How about how about we just say lock picking? Yeah, that's a fun thing we can watch for. Okay, Sam hunches seems <sighs> to only do its thing at night. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this ghost can't go onto consecrated grounds, and it'll just <laughs> blow up. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. So you've got to play chicken with this. I'm ghost. pretty sure if we break this mirror, the ghosty will die. <sighs> Sam is hunches the booty face. Um, my next theme is libraries. I had that theme. Remember? When we thought it wasn't going to be a theme. <laughs> yeah. This is that. our last library ever. We were wrong. <laughs> we're only five episodes into a 300 plus long show. <laughs> but we're pretty sure no more libraries. <laughs> we're not experts. We're, we're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, just just leave your part in. 
cut out my sister's part. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, sassy Sam. Sassy Sam. It's like sexy Sam. <laughs> but let's be real, sassy Sam is sexy Sam. So true. We don't have so time for your blah 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 blah. <laughs> That's not what I said, Dean. <laughs> okay, my next theme was Sam and money. Ah. This gig doesn't pay, so it's not a gig. All we do is lie and steal and cheat and everything's terrible and you don't want to date me because I'm the worst. Also, my girlfriend died. Jess! Jess! And my last theme is murder child. I had thought to include murderous children, because I feel like we're going to see a lot more of those. <laughs> it's kind of a given. My only other things were ragdolls, because mm. Sam was kind of ragdolled around the place. So is yep, Sarah. Yep, Sarah yep. got in that ragdoll action. Yeah, she had a bit of a bloody mouth. Yeah. Okay, won't say the dirty thing. <sighs> and... <laughs> I'm not going to laugh put... at the dirty thing. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> okay. Bloody mouth. All right. <laughs> and pokers. Our first poker. Poker? I barely know her. God. <sighs> That's our mom's best friend's best joke. <laughs> her best joke. <laughs> she has many, but that one is tops. 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 All right. All right. <laughs> Ooh, jinx. Hannah. Kindle. Hannah Bessie. Let's go on and talk about them things that make our heart go flitter, flutter, flappy, flip, and the things that make our tummy go. <laughs> when you're surrounded by darkness, open your eyes. Alright, tell me what you hated. I, obviously, I'm pretty sure you can guess, I hated how they missed a lot of the research here. They could have just looked up what the family mausoleum was. They could have looked in the family deeper than just that one article to realize that the girl was from a murdered family. Mm -hmm. They could have questioned why Daddy Dearest kept looking at the girl. And I get that they wanted the twist, but why does the twist What's have twist? to come? <laughs> it's a twist. But why did that twist have to come from their ineptitude? Yeah. Yeah. It's irritating when you want to love these characters, and then characters are just ding-dang idiots all over the place. Well, in my defense... <laughs> Your defense? I I I do most of my criticizing for this podcast. What? In the service of this podcast. Like me watching this and rewatching this just on my own. Uh -huh. I fully accept everything as it is and mm. I don't question anything. Mm. But for the sake of the podcast, I I look at these uh, episodes more critically and I analyze and I figure out based on all of my supernatural knowledge like how this could have gone differently yeah it c this episode could have gone better but you know what I don't these mm, nope people died they could have saved the woman they did not save the woman I hated yes that the boys didn't make sure that those guys burned the painting that's a good point. Because they very easily could have stashed it and sold it on their own. Like, they didn't make sure. And that's the mm -hmm. only thing that I noticed or cared about at the end of this episode. This is actually my favorite episode of the first season. 
Really? Oh my gosh, Hannah. Episode 23, spoilers. <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. Don't know that it was my favorite, but it's up there. So why don't you tell me then, since we're done with hating how terrible these boys are at being thorough and solving cases, mm -hmm. tell me instead what you loved. I loved Sarah Blake. Like, I found her character refreshing and hopeful. Mm-hmm. Even though Sam knows that this isn't what he wants, I do feel like him meeting Sarah was good for him. I feel like it was good for him to flirt and have that kiss, have that good goodbye. And I love that even though he didn't open up in a way that he could have, I love that she still tried to lift him up and show him that things can be different. Mm-hmm. My love was also Sarah Blake. Yay! Yay! You got a double whammy! So, I really appreciated her character that she was so emotionally intelligent mm. and strong, not in a overcompensating kind of way. Like, sometimes I think they portray But in a Joe. recognizing of her weakness kind of way. Yeah, like, a lot of times I think that they wrote Joe a little too over-the-top tough. Mm -hmm. Like, they did write by her character towards the end and stuff, but Sarah, from the very beginning, you didn't feel like anybody was overcompensating. Right. Or playing into a stereotype. She was an art student who was terrible at art and went to go work at her dad's auction house. Still involved and... in art, which she loves. Yeah. And she doesn't really believe the supernatural, but she recognizes that if there is a chance... Then she's responsible, and she wants to take responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. And I think, I was trying to think, besides Hudak, who doesn't know of anything supernatural because her case was purely natural and horrifying, <laughs> and maybe Missouri, I think she's the first person, male or female, to be involved in a case from start to finish. Yeah. And she takes it all in stride without losing her incredulity. And, and believability, because she definitely... Was like, yeah, this is weird. Well, yeah, at the very end, after she knows for a fact that ghosts exist, she sees the ghost walking forward. And she's like, this is not right. <laughs> That's so this not is right. So weird. That's not right. <laughs> and I had to wonder why they didn't bring her back. Because I can't imagine. She's, she's, I, mean, like, I know they do bring her back in like season eight or whatever. But I can't imagine that the toxic fans this early on in the show were so vehement about there not being any girls involved. That they would have been like, oh, we can't bring Sarah back. I haven't come across any hate for her at all. Yeah, you'll see hate for other female characters here and there, but I don't think I've ever seen any for Sarah. Like Lisa. I've seen hate for Lisa. Mm-hmm. Lots of hate for Lisa. But we have to think, though, if she had been involved in the story this early on, what kind of storyline she would have gotten. They would have killed her. Yeah. She already does die canonically in the series. Just randomly as a plot device to make the boys sad. Yeah. Which is a horrible reason to have people die. I want my characters to be sad. I'm going to make women die. I'm going to make Joe and... Oh, gosh. What's mom's name? Joe and... Ellen. Ellen. Huh. I was like, E. Irene? No. Ellen and Joe. Ellen and Joe died to make them sad. You had Charlie die to make them sad. Who else died to make them sad? Yes. Missouri dies to make them sad. Yep, Missouri dies to make him sad. Who else dies? I guess Ash dies to make him sad, but not really sad about Ash. John. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. time. Every time. Twice. Three times. Four times. Who knows? Uh, 
Yeah. But no, I loved Sarah Blake. And just give me all that Sarah Blake fanfic. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yes! <sighs> but then I need the Jess. Ooh, wouldn't that be nice? Couldn't we have a fanfic where it is a polygamy with Jess and Sam and Sarah? And they're all just living happily together. And then Dean and Cass are next door. <laughs> okay, now who's being pervy? I said nothing. <laughs> Mom heard you. Mom knows. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mom. sorry, Mom. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy best birthday. present ever. <laughs> all right. I think it's time. Hannah, let me know what's happening next time we come together in this way and talk it's a beautiful life next time on supernatural season one episode 20 dead man's blood while investigating the death of an old man called daniel elkins in manning colorado dean and sam meet their father john winchester explains to them that elkins was his friend and he had a cult capable of killing any supernatural creature they disclose that the old man was killed by vampires, and together, the Winchesters chase the evil night creatures. This was sent in to... Well, not sent in. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. This summary was written by Claudio Carvalho in mm -hmm. Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I cannot say words. From imdb.com. From imdb. Bueno, bueno. Are you just doing this on your own now? <laughs> I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to do the. I don't need to do the drop. I don't need to. I, do the drop. I. I'm just. I was reminded of the drop, and so I referenced the drop. But you can cut <laughs> me and add the drop because if I just hear me, then it'll weird me out. <laughs> I'm gonna put the drop at the same time as you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. This is the vampire episode. They got some Goram vampires. They exist? I thought they were just a myth. What? That's not That's not possible. Vampires? Um, what do I remember about this episode? I remember vampires. I remember uh, vampires. I remember mm, This is where Daddy and them join up and it's called Dead Man's Blood, so there's Dead Man's Blood involved. So they probably mentioned the thing about Dead Man's Blood in this episode. So they probably mentioned that. I want to say there's some, like, vampire lovebirds who get sad in this episode. And gross. Do they get gross? I don't remember. I haven't seen this episode in a long, long time. Well, I'm excited, Hannah. Are you excited? I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, there's some hesitation. I know what it is. I I'm excited for, for furthering of the plot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just because we know John's back. Okay. I'm not excited because any time John and Sam are around each other in season one. Ugh, yeah, it's a nightmare. So. You know what I'm not excited about? What are you not excited about? I think next episode there's no mention of Jess. <laughs> Jess! Jess! <laughs> but unfortunately it is time to close out this episode and say... Bye-bye, Mommy. Bye Happy bye, birthday, mommy. mommy. And, Mom, you you know how to contact us. You, you know our numbers. <laughs> but you might also... Don't give out our phone numbers on air, Hannah. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> if in case you forgot. In case you forgot, Mom, it's bleep bleep. Did you bleep. lose? Did you lose your phone, Mom? <laughs> no. All your contacts. All my contacts have gone. Where did Hi, they Mom, go? It's, it's your daughter Hannah. I'm reaching out to you via podcast. I haven't heard from you in a few days. Here's my number. <laughs> Just in case you lost that iPod. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you want to reach me, listeners, not mommy. Mommy has other ways. But you, <laughs> listener, can find me on Tumblr at Kindle Abroad. That's K-I-N-D-L-E-A-B-R-O-A-D. <laughs> Very close. If you would like to reach me on Tumblr, you can do so at jailbreakfiend, J-A-I-B-R-E-A-K-F-I-E-N-D, or Everything Overlord, which is my Misha blog. And if you'd like to reach me on Insta, that is also jailbreakfiend, spelled the exact same way. Oh, yeah, I have Insta. I'm on Insta as Kindle, Kindle, Kindle. All the Kindles. And you can reach both of us at Sisters Talk Brothers at gmail.com Jamale, if you will. Jamale. That is how the sisters say it. The sisters say Jamale. So, tune in next week for more monsters. More brothers. More sisters. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Long sticks of iron for stoking that fire. Also good for <laughs> smoking that pie, your ghost. No, no, no. <laughs> Gross. Ah, oh, shit, that feedback. Shh, it's gone now. Okay, it's gone now. <laughs> they go dig the grave with ease and light that cowboy buddy. No. <laughs> sorry that is a alright yeah (laughs) cowboy buddy cobwebby he's covering cobwebs (laughs) Sam is an asshole but he's an asshole with feeling yeah Yeah. it was so worth that wait I know you feel so much better now I do Dean uses this to push Sam to talk Sarah no 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 That was a burp that did not want to go out. He wanted to stay in there forever. I agree. (sighs) This was... This summary was written by... This summary was... (laughs) (laughs) Just keep trying. If I could make a machete to swing for you. I'd swing you machete so shiny and new. (laughs) I would make that machete out of iron. 
so it would scare all the ghosties. I do, do, do. <laughs> totally fucked it up.